Hi, this is Diane. And this is Kelly of the History Goes Bump podcast. We are in our 10th year of production for the podcast. And we can say without reservation that no other podcast has covered as many haunted locations as we have. We prove that history isn't boring. It's terrifying. Find History Goes Bump wherever you get your podcasts. Keep it spooky. Welcome to The Activity Continues, a podcast where three friends and soul sisters usually recap episodes of the TV show The Dead Files and talk about other creepy shit as well. I'm Amy. And I'm Megan. As Amy said, we usually recap episodes, but this week we're doing things just a little differently. This is our annual Boo Pod Halloween special episode. So if you didn't join us last year for this, here's what it is. We are members of the amazing Boopod Network, which is a bunch of paranormal, true crime, and horror podcasts. Each year during spooky season, we do a special episode in collaboration with the rest of the network. Last year, we did the, oh my God, I'm blanking on it. What was it? The triangle, Bridgewater, triangle. Bridgewater Triangle up in Massachusetts. So we each did a story or part of it. So it was a big collaboration. This year, however, the theme is urban legends. And so we're covering legends from the fine state of Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone. This is Amy P or AP as the girls like to call me. If this is your first time hearing our show, welcome. And what took you so long to get here? But we'll be here for you anytime. <laughs> we As forgive Amy, you. Yeah, I suppose. As Amy mentioned at the top, and Megan said it as well, that we usually recap episodes of The Dead Files or do interviews with former clients and other paranormal professionals. So if that sounds interesting to you, go ahead and check out our back catalog because there's plenty of fun stuff out there. Mm -hmm. We have no idea what our content warning will be because... <laughs> I can say that I know in mind there is cannibalism conversation. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Yeah. And in mine, I have just a little addendum that was something on the news today that was uh, <gasps> Ooh. What? about animal. Current events? That, yeah. Something happened. I in, think I know which one you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not good. It has yep. to do I, I don't with know. Uh, animal, animal death. Yep. No. Yep. Yeah. I don't know what that is, though, so I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I know what animal death is. I don't know oh. what you're referring to. Oh, okay. It's animal something death that is happened. pretty self-explanatory. I, I, I saw it. I saw what yeah. you're going to talk about. I was like, what? I'm talking about that tonight in like an hour. So then I had to go and read the stories on the, yeah. on the news websites. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. So uh, as the girls mentioned, the Boo Pod Halloween special season is here. And so far, by the time this comes out, which this ours is on the 26th. So by the time this comes out, you will have already been able to hear one, two, three, four. Shit and Bricks was the first one that was released October 6th. And they did Australian urban legends because oh, they amazing. are from Australia. What? I didn't know that. <laughs> Weird. I just thought it's so hard really, to tell. I just thought they had really neat accents from somewhere. <laughs> they do. They do. Um, that is true. I didn't yeah. need to make that rhyme. Oh. <laughs> and then Haunted or Hoax is was on the 17th, and they are doing The Curse of Lake Lanier. Mm -hmm. And then Haunted Happy Hour, and that was on the 18th, and they're doing Mysterious Legends of the Heartland, which is near us, too. It I don't is. think they're doing any of the ones that we are, but I didn't check with them, and if they are, then... And if they are, they're probably doing them better than we are, so you'll get more information. <laughs> so head on over there to... <laughs> yeah, Vanessa and Lily are pretty awesome on those. <laughs> and they they all the information we did not include. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, my excuse is that I was on vacation for two weeks, and I only did a little bit of work before I went on vacation, and then I was going to do some while I was there. And I will say that I did write the script while I was on vacation. Which but then I'm I... very upset at you for, because <laughs> you weren't supposed to do anything but try to find a little like, cow. be on vacation. I know. 
I know. I know. But I woke up at like 4 a.m. and I couldn't sleep. So I, there was nothing else to do. And we'll get to that another time. I'll tell you all about the vacation yes. in the next episode. Because yes. I figure this is people listening to this one. Are, for the most part, people who maybe haven't heard us before. Right. And are wondering when we're going to get to the point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how long has it been now? And they haven't fucking started. Yet. <laughs> oh, by the way, we swear. So don't let your children listen to this. Or if you do, <laughs> just know that there will be swears. Yeah. Yeah. So then after Haunted Happy Hour, uh, Tuesday the 24th was Horror Roulette. And they're, they did Pennsylvania and Maryland Urban Legends. Which I'm sure are really good because mm-hmm. the, the Northeast. Oh, yeah. Super duper haunted. Yeah. 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 And then us, of course. And then after us, uh, tomorrow, the next day after us, is Certainly Strange. And uh, she's doing The White Ladies. I confess, Ooh. I have no idea what that is. Sounds fancy. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and make a guess that it's about all the different ladies in white that are out there. There's I was ladies, in gray, that, yeah. ladies in gray, ladies in black, oh, ladies in sure. white. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, but there's several, especially like on lighthouses or mm-hmm. anything that's near the oceans. Usually, mm-hmm. like jilted brides or yeah, you know, they throw themselves uh-huh. off the the what? Oh, what is that at the the widow's husband? Peak. Yeah, their fiance yeah, yeah. or husband like died at sea, and they're just yep. so distraught. Yeah, some guy must have written that story. Yep, <laughs> for sure. Um, so then also on the 27th is the Skylark Bell, our friend Melissa. Yeah. And she's doing French Canadian lore mm-hmm. and specifically La Correvue. And I'm sure I said that wrong. Oh, 100% you did. <laughs> and She's then the probably last one, like cringing at our I know she's like, Amy, how many times have I said that? Because yeah. that La Correvue, however you say it, Nailed is it. in her Skylark Bell mm-hmm. story. I've heard that, mm-hmm. that character in her story. But anyway, then the last one is on the 30th. That is Nightcap Nebula. He's doing uh, top 10 alarming urban legends. But then I think he did say that he was switching it up and doing internet Ooh. Um, Ooh. urban legends. And that was like creepypasta. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Nice. Cool. Yeah. So I fall for those every time. <laughs> I'm every no, uh, internet trolls best friend because I yeah. always fall for it. You're like, what? Really? What? Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me, did you guys see that TikTok I sent you with the ghosty? Th- yeah. Oh my God. I haven't watched it yet. After rewatching Hill House, The Haunting of Hill House this weekend, that just mm-hmm. made me think that he watched Haunting of Hill House prior yeah. to that. But, you know, never know. It looked to me like, I mean, if it's real, and I'll post a link to it in the show yep. notes for all y'all listening, but if it's real, it's fucking terrifying. Yeah. And if it isn't real, he did a great job. So you're saying I should watch this like in the at noon in the middle of the day. You should watch it when you get up in the morning or something. Okay, yeah, while yeah. you're eating breakfast. Okay. Yeah, don't watch it tonight. Okay. What goes into it making it seem real is that if it isn't that they didn't tell the child. Yes. Because the child is going, "Is this real? Is this real?" Oh. And he's saying, "Yes, it's real." And then you hear the child crying. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, okay. and that might have just been to make us feel like it's really real and maybe the kids in on it and they're an actor." Who knows? But no idea. I hope so, um, because if you're going to traumatize children just for yeah. views, then that's terrible. That's not cool. That's no. not cool at all. But it's a and I frown video. on you if that's what you're doing. Right. Right. I'm scolding you. We're judging you. That just made me think about we used we, we used to do stuff to my brother when he was little because it was fun. But my <laughs> my dad took us to took us all to Jurassic Park. And my brother was born mm-hmm. in 1990. So when Jurassic Park came out, he was only like four. Oh my so god! Like, and your dad took him to Jurassic Park. Oh my god! Oh my, god. my my sister went. Uh, oh. They went and watched all the Leprechaun movies together. Oh my god! But my brother loved Jurassic Park, but my dad would pretend to be a Velociraptor. Oh, jump around on the furniture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's still uh, like my brother still remembers it and thinks mm-hmm. it's funny. But it, he, you know, yeah, it, it was. It was the 90s. It was yeah. fun. <laughs> I think my sister has the full set of the Leprechaun movies. Oh, my God. I've never even seen one of those. Oh, they're terrible. I, yeah. I don't, Listen, I really was like an horror. imaginative child, okay? They there's, terrified me. There's yeah. the le- Leprechaun, like, in the hood. Yeah, Lep in the hood. <laughs> Wasn't Jennifer Aniston in one of those? Yeah, that she's yeah. in the first one. Okay. The little chant is, Lep in the hood, come to do no good. Oh god! The only thing I remember is when they right. killed a guy with a pogo yeah. stick. Ooh! Oh. Mm-hmm. Spoiler for a thirty-five-year-old yeah. <laughs> movie. 
<laughs> yeah, well, I grew up in the 70s and 80s, so you can only imagine what my parents did to torture me. That Oh, well, we already know. Yeah. <laughs> we already know. Well, my dad used to make haunted houses for me. My mom thinks that's why I'm into ghosts. Oh. It's because mm. my dad used to make haunted houses in the what attic. What was the cult that they said would come for you? The, the Moonies. Moonies. The oh, Moonies. Right. My parents told me that the Moonies, I had to watch out because they might come for me mm-hmm. and take that's me away. What it was. Yeah. Yeah. Still and waiting also on that, Barb. Yeah. Ugh, Barb. All Barb's right. my mom, for those of you who don't know. Yeah. And the polar bear that she watched. That and, she... and I have a polar bear from Follow that I... Yeah. Um, named Barb. That is named Barb. Yes. She didn't name him her Barb. She came no, pre-named. Her, that's her real name. That's her... Her, 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 her real name. name. Her God-given, christened her name. Christian name, yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> polar bears are Christian. Barb the polar... That's the only right religion. <laughs> sarcasm everybody that's complete yeah. sarcasm and yeah. now we all leave and, and we just lost a whole and we just lost nope. all of our just kidding guys. listeners we're, we're totally we're, kidding you we're can very cut open that out to lots of religions or none at or all. non-religions if you don't that's believe right. that's you do you whatever you do, works you do you. you as long as you're not hurt not hurting you or yes. anyone else whatever makes you happy that. okay right. one more little thing i want to yep. talk about quick patreon um, if anybody, since you already, uh, of course, love us by now listening to us for the first five minutes. Obviously. It's cute. You five think this minutes? is five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> That's cute. Amy. I was thinking I might cut some of this. So That's um, cute. Cute. You'd have to cut a lot to get us to five minutes. By yeah, now. I think so. I think so. So our Patreon, you can go over and join for free. You don't get everything that the paid people do, but you do get all the, you know, you can see all the posts and Earthy. stuff like that. Um, and the paid people get uh, episodes early, usually mm-hmm. on Monday. Mm-hmm. And ours normally come out on Thursdays. So I usually have them ready by Monday. And then and they get extra behind the scenes stuff and extra snippets. And, and sometimes I cut things out of the main release that I don't think is really for the masses, but people Mm -hmm. that we trust, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I leave it in for patrons. (laughs) So yeah, there's stuff like that. So anyway, and they changed their app. They updated their app. And so now there is a chat feature on the app. So that is where our group chat is going to be Mm -hmm. because everybody can join Patreon and they don't have to be on quote unquote social media. And like a lot of people have said, I don't do Facebook or I don't do Instagram or I don't do WhatsApp. So this is something everybody can do. And you don't, you don't have to, you know, if you're a patron. You don't have to pay for it. You don't have to pay for it. Yep. Yep. And I have the chat open to everybody, even non-paid people. So, yeah. So that's that. All right. If you want to come over and join us over there. All right. Unleash the power of stories anywhere, anytime with Audible. Immerse yourself in gripping stories, insightful knowledge, and captivating characters anytime, anywhere. Audible is your library on the go. With hundreds of thousands of titles across every genre, there's a world of reading waiting for your ears. Listen while you cook, clean, or commute. Free your eyes to conquer your day, all while feeding your mind. Start your 30-day free trial today and discover the joy of listening. Go to audibletrial.com slash TAC. That stands for The Activity Continues. With your free 30-day trial, you get one credit, two credits if you're a Prime member, good for any premium selection titles you like, yours to keep. You get the Audible Plus catalog of podcasts, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible originals. Listen all you want. No credits needed. Again, that is audibletrial.com slash TAC. Skip the shopping struggle. Get curated outfits picked by stylists who know your taste. Hey everyone, AP here and really wanted to talk to you about Wantable, which I love because I hate going to the store to try clothes on. I don't like being in the dressing rooms, the lighting's always bad, the mirrors aren't great. I'd rather try things on in the comfort of my own home. So I use Wantable to treat myself. Go in and select a style edit. Have them send that to me. Get surprised by the different items that might be in there. Some are outside my comfort zone, but it's funny how when I try those on, they end up being some of my most favorite items. I have a handful of items in my wardrobe right now that I have worn several times in the last couple months, and they're going to get continued use. 
Highly recommend you check out Wannable. Get $25 off your first order by going to theactivitycontinues.com slash Wantable. Free shipping and returns. Wantable edits your style. All right. So who's going to start? Um, I say AP starts. I can okay. start. Ooh, I'm excited. I'm so excited. I will say there are some very descriptives in here, and those are quotes. So I am going to cover the legend of the Wendigo. And the Wendigo is spelled it several different ways. Sometimes you hear it Wendigo. Um, I've I've heard Wendigo, so I do apologize for any mispronunciations because right. I barely get through English most days. <laughs> Which is our first language. So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so the Wendigo... Oh, go ahead. Megan, do you have anything else? No. Okay, I thought I cut you off. No. Okay. So the Wendigo legend is of Anishinaabe or Ojibwe heritage or background and folklore, which is related to any Algonquin-speaking nations. So first, uh, first nations or indigenous people, depending on if you're in Canada or the United States on what that's called. And so uh, my sources, I have the Itasca Historical Society, which is Itasca County, Minnesota, and the book, The Manitos by Basil Johnston, who is an Ojibwe, was an Ojibwe teacher and scholar from Ontario. So he has some very descriptive pieces of what the Wendigo is. So I wanted to make sure to have those here. Okay. What's fun is we've all heard about the Wendigo. But today's media has latched on to this design and look of what they think the Wendigo is that differs from the legend itself. I'm interested because I only know the Wendigo from the Charmed episode where uh, Prue dies and Piper like turns into a Wendigo. So Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert for, again, a 30-year-old show. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So today's media has latched onto the legend of the Wendigo, but it's changed it. And maybe it's changed its appearance, but and what it does because the traditional tellings or the oral stories that are passed down from generation to generation for hundreds of years are too close to what we as humans do today. Greed, unsatisfiable hunger for more, and a monster in a humanoid form. Oh my god, is the, this about Americans? It's <laughs> you'll you'll hear more about what the the legend kind of brings about because it's kind of like a lot of stories where there's a there's a reason why that story is there to tell Mm -hmm. to warn you of something to keep you away from doing something so the wendigo is often depicted in movies or other media nowadays as something that's deer-like with large antlers Mm -hmm. it's like antlers the movie that came out in 2021 i've seen it it's a horror thriller movie, so it. it's not going to be it. a movie Megan's going to watch. Nope. But the tellings from the legend provide that the Wendigo is a human-like creature that, in some cases, they say 12 to 15 t- feet tall, and others say that it's five to eight times the height of a normal human. Holy so a monster shit. of a human, man or woman. It is said that only in it's oh, only in so there's height. gender equality. I like that. Yes. It's <laughs> only in height that it is greater than a human. It is never as heavy as it is never full. Okay. So oh. they're calling us fat. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the description. This is from Basil Johnson's book, The Manitos. Um, and again, I may be pronouncing that wrong, but that has to do with the spirits. And so his book, uh, I did purchase it. Really fun if you want to get a little bit of knowledge about the different spirits and legends uh, in the Ojibwe or Anishinaabe culture. Cool. So the the Wendigo was gaunt to the point of emaciation. Oof. Its desiccated skin pulled tightly over its bones. With its bones pushing out against its skin, it's a complexion, the ash gray of death. And its eyes pushed back deep into their sockets. <gasps> the Wendigo looked like a gaunt skeleton, recently disinterred from the grave. Ooh, what lips geez. it had were tattered and bloody. Holy Unclean crap. and sufferings from separations of the flesh, the Wendigo gave off a strange and eerie odor of decay and decomposition of death and corruption. Ooh. Spooky. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> The Wendigo's lips were are ragged and bloody from its insatiable hunger, where its teeth tear its own flesh. Ew. Oh God. Call, slow down there, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> take a step back. <laughs> its teeth and nails are sharp for the hunt. And sure. speaking of the hunt, it is said that the Wendigo 
comes surrounded in a cold chill that goes into your bones. The closer you are, the colder it becomes, even in the dead of summer. Not to mention the stench of death and decay. The Wendigo instilled fear and the worst of human behavior. It gorged itself on human flesh and bones, but could never be full. The more it ate, the hungrier it became. Telling the story of the Wendigo was to highlight what can happen to those with despicable behavior behaviors, unthinkable mm. traits. You don't want to be like the Wendigo or worse, mm. become one. Mm-hmm. Wait, human can become an, a Wendigo? Yes. Oh, I thought they were just an otherworldly creature. Um, Piper became no. one in Charmed, so obviously. Oh, that's right. You mentioned that. Yeah. There are different ways that the Wendigo can be created. The ones we hear about the most is when someone resorts to desperate measures like cannibalism. Mm. When this happens, so you over- have to. So if you could become a, a Wendigo if you cannibalize somebody, yes. Okay. So this part of the the story was to forewarn against being mm-hmm. cannibalistic, um, but also against greed and taking all for yourself rather than sharing mm-hmm. amongst others. Mm-hmm. And I'll get to that a little bit at the bottom of this paragraph. Okay. So when this happens, they are overtaken by the Manito of the Wendigo and become a Wendigo themselves. The second way is through the no fault of the person, but from someone cursing that person mm-hmm. to become a Wendigo, mm-hmm. meaning they were cor- cursed to resort to cannibalism. Okay. Although the Wendigo is fast and stealthy, and I mean, who wouldn't want that? I mean, you sneak through the woods and mm-hmm. going as fast as possible. They are cursed to be forever stuck as a monster. One that, that is cannibalistic and greedy. That is what the legend is meant to represent, greed, because generosity is always a highly valued trait, and greed is the opposite of that highly valued trait. So in the the way that the legends are is that if you're living in, you know, in a group, you're sharing, everything mm-hmm. goes about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So from the uh, Minnesota or from the Historical Society in Itasca, uh, among different tribes, uh, uh a ceremonial dance is sometimes performed during times of famine to reinforce the seriousness of the Wendigo taboo. The ceremony, which I will not try to pronounce because it's about 26 letters long, <laughs> uh, was performed during times of famine and involved wearing masks and dancing backwards around a drum. The last known Wendigo ceremony conducted at the United States was at Lake Wendigo of Star Island of Cass Lake, located within the Leech Lake Indian Reservation in northern Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So did it say I, when it was done? Um, I don't have that down, but they okay. they might. It was in the 1900s. OK, so pretty recently. Yeah. So I have two stories that highlight both the ways that somebody could become a Wendigo. So one um, one of them of these, charmed. No, <laughs> Is Piper I, involved? I, I'm sorry. Is Piper. Involved? I mean, you can you could give somebody the name Piper in one of the stories. OK. Um, These synopses of stories come from the Manitou's book by Basil Johnston. A family man who was a successful hunter himself found himself and his family hitting hard times in the drought of summer. He could hardly provide food for his family. Animals fled to find food, but the people stayed. So all of the people of the village stayed. And as they got throughout the winter, they started getting desperate, living off of bark and roots and whatever bird or mammal may have stuck around. He was desperate, so he went to a sorcerer looking for some sort of talisman oh, that he could find go to the so that he could find food. <laughs> well, he got more than he bargained for. The sor- sorcerer gave him a tea that he drank in the morning, mm-hmm. and as soon as he did, he grew in height. Mm-hmm. He grew to nearly six times his own height. Holy shit. That's like he 30 was, feet. Uh-huh. He was amazed at, and forgot about his family's plight. He started to walk. Then he started to run to see how far and fast he could go. But when he stopped out of breath from running, he remembered his hunger, which is now unsatiable. Mm-hmm. He saw he was near a village and not realizing he was a monster. He called out to them in a sound that was so booming, it literally scared some of the people to death. He approached the village and he went forward and as people ran from him, his hunger screamed at him. He started scooping up the corpses of those uh, that his voice had killed and devoured them. His hunger did not subside. He ate more and more, and the more he ate, the more he grew. Not not in width, but only in height. He was ravenous. He ate the entire village, and he was a Wendigo. 
He did miss one man who was not at the village when he came upon the village. This man hunted down the Wendigo all winter and finally caught up to him. He clubbed the Wendigo to death to avenge the deaths of his entire village. Jeez. How was the tea supposed to help him feed his family if it turned him into that? Well, he was a good hunter and he wanted to be the best hunter. He wanted to be the one that could find the animals um, that yeah, were suppose. still around. Yeah. More than likely. That, mm-hmm. That's that my, yeah. my guessing. So the second one, and this one, this one's sad. Because uh, that, that the other one was, was super cheerful. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Very just nice. a holiday romp. <laughs> but this one is... Is it a Hallmark movie? I was just going to say, I it's going to be a Hallmark movie. <laughs> Starring it has Lacey some Chabert. makings of a Hallmark mystery, <laughs> murder mystery. So this one has things that we will recognize. <laughs> has a lot of things that we will recognize. Like a man who doesn't understand the word no and does whatever he wants to get what he wants. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a man. Sure, 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 sure. Yep. sure. <laughs> so, th- so this man approached another and his wife for the hand of their daughter in marriage. They told him, no, you already have several wives and there are other men without wives. Greedy. Plus, he sounds like he was not a good guy and the parents saw that. Right. But it goes back to no. don't take, you know, kind of don't mm-hmm. take more than what what you need. Mm-hmm. So this man took this as an insult and humiliation right. and was going to get his way no matter what. Of course. So he went home and made a figure. Now we're in winter, mind mm-hmm. you. So or in Minnesota, which is chilly. Yes. Or Canada. Or Canada, which is even yes. chillier. This man uh, went home and he made a figure of the girl. And it, it always says girl. So we don't know exactly age wise. Let's story. say woman yep. to make us all feel better. <laughs> That's not the way the it was in the book. He's already a <laughs> yeah. bad guy. So the man made this figure um, out of snow and water, and then he put it outside so it would freeze solid. And when it was frozen solid, he buried it in the ashes of the fire and performed a ritual and a chant. The poor, unsuspecting girl was with her family miles away when she became cold, cold that went all the way down into her bones. It was all the way through her and she couldn't warm up. And she became incredibly hungry, even though they had all eaten already. Her family cared for her, tried to warm her up, built a fire, covered her with blankets, bring her hot food and hot drink. Nothing could help. She was overcome with colds and hunger. And over the night, she killed her family and ate them. That escalated quickly. She woke the next morning knowing nothing, wondering where her family had gone and why they had left her. Mm. Of course... Guess who shows up to rescue her? Mm-hmm. Quotes Douche of rescue. McGee. But the man who did this to her. Mm-hmm. As he was now her rescuer, it was common for her to become his new bride. She asked him what happened and he wouldn't tell her. She was not happy. And as he figured he would be, I mean, I saved her and she doesn't even thank me. Ugh, ungrateful. She was lonely and sad. All of the other wives had their families to come and visit, but she had no one. She kept asking everyone what happened. And finally, one of the other older wives said, keep pushing. He knows. Ask him. So she did hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times until he caved. He claimed he was trying to save her from her guilt or maybe his own. own. And she spiraled into a depression and was cold and hungry. She finally had had enough and built a fire and threw herself into it. She had murdered the people she loved and who had loved her and wanted to see them again. She never screamed. She never tried to flee. Those around her screamed, trying to get her out of the fire, but she refused. When they sifted through the ashes the next day, all they found was an ice figure of a woman carrying an infant. She's carrying an unborn child, which question, would this have become a Wendigo then? Because Mm -hmm. it's feeding Mm -hmm. upon what she has feasted upon. Right. So this was her revenge to her creator. This is one of the only stories that is told of a Wendigo that killed itself to harm its creator. Mm -hmm. So as Wendigos do not kill themselves because they are typically greedy. Mm -hmm. So ending from the Manitou's book is another quote. It says, over the years, the belief in the fear of Wendigos has diminished. The Wendigo may or may not roam the North any longer, but their spirit and the ideas they embody live on in this modern world. And I think we can all see that around us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad yeah. they don't live on because I would be petrified to meet one of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, so- 
Just don't go camping up north. You're fine. Well, darn it. You know how much I love camping. There goes that. (laughs) You and I are safe. Amy can be in trouble. Amy's not safe. Amy's in trouble. (laughs) Yeah, but I don't have a a need or desire to be too greedy. Take more than I have. It's true. Right, Right. but a Wendigo could still come after you. That's what would scare me. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a good story. That was a good Thank one. You. That was good. Thanks, Thank Amy. You. All right. Moving on to me. I also have um, an indigenous people um, legend. It is the Mishipeshu. And I apologize so much if I mispronounce that. I did put it in the internet and I got a pronunciation guide. <laughs> and we internet. know the internet is never wrong. <laughs> I put um, it in the internet. I put it in the, the internets, the Googles. Um, so it is the Mishi Peshu, and it's also known as the Underwater Panther of Lake Superior. Ooh. And I did get a picture for Amy to put in the socials. Yeah. Um, and so I use three sources. I have the Great Lakes Guide, um, MythologicalCreaturesGuide.com, and the Canadian Encyclopedia. Um, so this is where I got all my information. So, like I said, it is uh, an Ojibwe an Ojibwe water creature. Uh, it's also affiliated with the Algonquin, the Ottawa, the Menominee, Shawnee, and Cree tribes. So it's kind of a um, affiliated with a lot of different mm-hmm. tribes. I did throw in some fun facts about Lake Superior. Um, in terms of surface area, Lake Superior is the biggest lake in the world. Uh, it holds more water than all four of the other Great Lakes combined. Oh. And it mm-hmm. can produce waves over nine meters or 29 and a half feet tall, which is oh. fucking tall. Yeah. So Three a stories. lot of people surf Lake Superior because of that. Mm-hmm. And there's no it's sharks. cold, though. It is cold. Mm-hmm. It is Better have a wetsuit on. Um, so go here's... naked. Mm, okay. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. We're just going to scoot right over that. <laughs> um, so here are um, some information and facts I got the, about the Mishipeshu. Mishipeshu. So it travels through uh, underwater tunnels and its main home is the Mishipicoten Island in Ontario. Uh, and they say that it sounds uh, like rushing water. It, spe- it speaks with a roaring hiss that sounds like rushing water. And it's really uh, an amalgamation of a ton of different animals. So it has the body and the head of a wild cat, often a cougar or a lynx, the horns of a deer or a bison, uh, upright scales on its back. Sometimes it can have feathers Hmm. and also a very long tail that's serpentine in nature. Hmm. Uh, it's also described as a cross between a cougar and a dragon. So um, I want one. I, <laughs> there, it's a it's, really cool picture. It is. Yeah. It's like very, uh, his tail is very like long and sinuous and, and just very reptilian. Yeah. Um, so uh, they do require large amounts of copper in their diet to keep their scales healthy um, and to protect them against the element. And they are also considered to be the co- the protector of copper. And that's why they live in the Great Lakes, because there's mm-hmm. a lot of mm-hmm. copper in the Great Lakes. So indigenous people that are native to the area, uh, they used to mine copper, but eventually they stopped mining it. It became extremely taboo and forbidden by the Ojibwe tribe. And it was especially uh, awful to take from the Mishipaikoten Island, which was Mishipeshu's home. So to take copper from this island is considered stealing from Mishipeshu himself. Mm. And so it's super taboo. They are also enemies of Thunderbirds. Fun fact. Uh, And their clashes can be heard from miles around. They are evenly matched, though. There's no one above the other because the Thunderbird is faster in the air and they have range Mm -hmm. capacity, while the Mishipeshu is stronger in melee and resistant to lightning cast by the Thunderbirds. So it's kind of like who's going to tire quicker is whoever's going to win. So it's a bird and cat that have a... Life so it's like Tom and Jerry thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tom and Tweety. Tom and Tweety Bird. 
Um, they are mostly thought to be malevolent beasts, unfortunate, that bring about death and misfortune. And so often the indigenous tribes would conduct ceremonies to placate the Mishupeshu and Grantham Safe Passage. And as late as the 1950s, the Prairie Band of Potawatomi, I'm so sorry to everybody listening who is an indigenous person. I'm trying my best. Um, The Potawatomi Native Americans uh, performed a traditional ceremony to placate the underwater panther and to maintain balance with the Thunderbird. So some stories that I have about the Mishipeshu. So the first quote-unquote documented story of a Mishipeshu sighting, a Jesuit missionary named Claude Deblon told a story about four Ojibwe Indians who embarked on a journey to the home of Mishipeshu to take some copper back to their home and use it to heat water. Mm. The second they pushed off and back into the water with the canoe, the eerie voice of the water panther surrounded them. The water panther came growling after them and vigorously attacked, accusing them of stealing the playthings of his children, so the, the copper. All four of the Indians died. The last one survived long enough to tell the tale of what had happened in his final moments before he died. So oh, that's unfortunate. But they all four died. I also thought it was kind of convenient that he was able to survive and to tell what happened just before he died. Yeah. I mean, that that is one of the ways that in like a lot of battling cultures, like mm-hmm. the Vikings and that sort of stuff is like leave right. one alive to tell the story. Right, right. Uh, um, and then the legend, I mean, it right. makes for the story. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the second one is um, in the 17th century. Father Paul Lejeune is standing on the shores of Lake Superior, watching as one of the First Nations tribes in the area fish. As he gazes out over the turbulent waters, he sees the men pulling a curious creature out of the water. The creature is over a meter and a half long with a lizard-like body and the head of a turtle. The fishermen uh, seem very unsettled, and they quickly toss the creature back into Lake Superior's churning depths. depths. Later on that night, Father Lejeune learns that the strange creature the men had caught was not a fish at all, but a monster capable of causing catastrophic, catastrophic storms, and in releasing it, the men hoped to escape its wrath. And duh, there is a media appearance, season four, episode 18 of the TV show Grimm is oh. about the Mishupeshu, and it originally cool. aired April 17th of 2015. I loved that show. So season four, episode 18 is about a, a Native American boy who uh, I believe gets possessed by something. Mm. Huh? So, yeah, not cool. a ton of information on it, but it was a really neat creature to learn about mm-hmm. yeah and it's it's interesting because you know you usually think of scary things as being in the ocean yeah there's some scary things in the lakes too yeah. people yeah just don't go swimming in anything with creatures in it <laughs> word to the wise stay in swimming pools <laughs> oh that was good too huh. yeah thank you i love the folklore and everything that we have of mm-hmm. so many different cultures and nations mm-hmm. and just everything from around the world there's just so much cool stuff out there, there to learn about there's so much so i am talking about gray cloud island nice which i had never even heard of Mm-mm. until i started looking up urban legends mm. and i found a podcast that was talking about gray cloud island and it was a podcast that was done by like a park ranger mm. a female nice. park ranger and it was really interesting and i wrote down a bunch of stuff and i was like okay that sounds good there's a good good amount of stuff there to cover uh-huh. and then when i went back to find the podcast i can't find it so no. i don't know i can't I, if i find it or if anybody knows let me know uh, if i find it i will put i'll put the links in the show notes but hmm. that was um it was interesting her podcast and then yeah. um, and then I since found a few others. Okay. Uh one of them was called Booze and Brews podcast. Ooh, and their I like that. Was, and it was oh my cute. god. There there are three people and they just 
get drunk and swear and talk about creepy stuff. So Did we I mean, just it was, become best friends. I know. <laughs> I know. It was it was fun. And the episode is called Montclair University versus Grey Cloud Island. And it's not really a story about mm-hmm. it, the, the one of the people covers Montclair University and the other one covers okay. Grey Cloud Island. So it doesn't really have anything to do with them together. Got it. And, and so they're then, not like duking it out to see who's the best no. urban legend. No. That's And then I also found just for stories have you guys heard of the or listened to the let's not meet podcast no no oh it's kind of like creepypastas where um (gasps) this guy is he reads stories that are sent in to him or that he finds i think he also does once he finds on reddit i could be wrong about that Mm -hmm. but definitely people send in their stories and he reads them or or sometimes these other actors and actresses read them Mm -hmm. and so it's stories like listener stories basically sure and it's all about like creepy people that you cross paths with. And then, mm-hmm. you know, the each story ends with, and hey, creepy person, let's not meet. Yeah. Mm. So, um, I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. It's a really good podcast. And so two episodes cover Grey Colored Island, uh, season two, episode one, and season nine, episode 19. And then I also found a bunch of uh, sources online. Uh, on the internet? On the internets. Sure. I did the Googs. Nice. And so um, it's just a bunch of different ones. And I can't remember what I found from each one, but I will put all of my sources, all of all of our sources in the show notes. Okay. So Great Cloud Island is a township mm-hmm. in Washington County, Minnesota. The population in 2010 was 307. So Ooh, it's pretty me. small. Um, it and that's not formed... far from us. No, it's not. Washington it's, it's County. Actually, yeah. It's, it's right. Um, it's right near Cottage Grove and mm-hmm. Inver Grove Heights. Oh, wow. That is I, super close. I work down yeah. there, but I work in Dakota County. Holy okay. shit. Yeah. So it, uh, it it says the township formerly included all of Lower Gray Cloud Island, but that area has been annexed by the neighboring city of Cottage Grove. So it's oh, not right. the same size as it was. But sure. uh, so it is about... Uh, 3.9 square miles, which is oh 10 kilometers. That's tiny. Um, and 3.1 of those square miles is land and 0.7 is water. There's okay. plenty of water there. And County Road 75 is the main route to get in. Mm. The racial makeup of the town, uh, is it, this is from the 2010 census, so it could have changed, is 97.39% white. 0.33% African American and 0.33% Native American. And then 0.98% from other races. Mm-hmm. And then it says another 9.8% there, that, from two or more races. So mixed races, I guess, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was surprised because it does have a history, Native American history. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, it was a, it, it was, yeah. I'm I'm surprised it wasn't more native mm-hmm. that there were so many white people there. Ah, they kicked them out. Yeah, probably. God, damn it. Yeah. So it has a long history of settlement by Native American peoples, the Hopwell and the Sioux, mm-hmm. and it was an important place for the woodland mound builders. Oh, so there fun. are. This island has the largest concentration of burial mounds in the county. It says, oh. but I think it actually is the country. So it's super hot. I think I heard somebody else say it was in the country. Yeah. yeah. So, and it mentioned that um, that people of the late Mississippian culture were there around 1000 CE. Oh my and I God. Up, yeah. I looked up CE because I wasn't sure. Isn't that common era? Yeah. It's, it's current area. I think it says current area. Let me see. Did I put that in here? CE stands for common or current area, while BCE stands for before the common common or current area. These abbreviations have a shorter history than BC and AD, though they still date from at least the early 1700s. I'm so smart sometimes. You are. Um, they have been in frequent use by Jewish academics for more than 100 years because, of course, why would they be counting things based on the birth Christ. of Jesus? Um, but it's more widespread later in the 20th century, replacing BC mm. and AD. 
This area was featured on a 2020 TV show called 50 States of Fright in a three-part series of episodes in season one, episodes nine, 10, and 11. I found that it was on a a network called Quibi, Mm -hmm. which I guess was an internet network. Hmm. Quibi. I've never heard of it. Quibi. (laughs) And uh, it sounds like it's Roku is its successor. So like Roku took over, but I cannot find this show on Roku. So from what I can recall when people were talking about Quibi was during like the pandemic, but yeah, yeah, it was supposed to be like 15 minute episodes of things. Mm -hmm. And like, you could watch things really quickly. Um, But I, yeah, I think they got bought out by Roku. Yeah. So I can't find those at all. Those I I was going to watch them, but I couldn't find them. So some of the things that are happening on this island, which is not exactly an island. It's not completely surrounded by water. Would you say it's, it's more of a peninsula? It is more of a peninsula. Yes. Damn it, I was going to say that. Yes, it is. It does have water all around it, but, you know, it does have... That's what a peninsula is. Yeah. 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 So, Like Florida. Yes. Yeah. So, um, oh, and I want to make sure to s- stress, please do not go out there. Please do not go out there and try to do ghost hunting or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The people mm-hmm. that live there... Do not Don't take that. No, they do not like that. The police warns people all the time. Good. Do not go out there. We don't want to come chasing Mm-mm. your ass. Mm-mm. Just, I mean, do you want people coming into your house or your right. neighborhood staring yeah. at things being like, right. is that a ghost or a person in the window? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just be so. respectful and don't do it and listen yeah. to these stories and be like, wow, those are amazing. And then go about your lives. Yeah. And don't go try to prove them right or wrong. Zoe, I'm looking at you. <laughs> so he's gonna come all the way from New York. Yeah, she is. I knew it. I know it. So there are a few different legends within this, and three of them take place in the cemetery. Yes, there is a cemetery. Of course, they take place. Of in the course. Cemetery. So of course, it's haunted. Um, of people course. have seen <laughs> a former native chief roaming around with a green lantern. Some say they see the chief and the lantern. Some just see the floating green orb. How do they not know it's the superhero, the Green Lantern? Well, <laughs> well the one of the podcasts, the the boozy sweary podcast, was talking about that. They're like making Green Lantern jokes. Booze and bruise. Yeah. Oh my god, we would be best friends. I know. So um, they say some people think that the island was named after this chief, and mm-hmm. that his name was Gray Cloud, mm-hmm. but that's not actually true. Um, it was named after a woman named Margaret aired also known as a word i don't even know if i want to try to say i will spell it m-a-h-p-u-a-h-a-w-i-n and her native name was gray cloud woman two her mother was gray cloud woman one yes of course for reasons i do not know the island was named after her as opposed to her mother Hmm. that i don't know Mm -hmm. what i do know is that um her father i think his name was james Aird, A-I-R-D, was Scottish. Oh my gosh. That was well, more British Scot- than Scottish. Just have Scottish. Yeah, I, 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 I can't. I, I can't do just... It's a tough I listen to Scott's talk for a week and I still can't. I still can't do it. Yeah, I, you I should sh- definitely keep doing your Scottish and English accents. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's for a Patreon only episode. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> We're going to do an entire one with our Scottish accents. I apologize to everybody. <laughs> All of our Scottish listeners will be like, I will drink Fuck this. Scottish ale or gin. I won't do accents. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we Maybe. had some really good Scottish gin. Oh, gosh. I love gin. Gin, gin, and gin, ginny, gin, gin. I know. It's yummy. <laughs> And um, I will say also they have a version of like Bailey's mm-hmm. that is is Scotch malt liquor, mm-hmm. um, and it, I bought a bottle of it. So yes, when you did. guys come Ooh, over this weekend, it. if we're doing that, we can taste it. It's real caramely tasting. It's yeah. not as good as Five Farms. Wow. Did you have it, Amy, when you were there? No. Well, oh. maybe I didn't have it when I was there. I just do, bought a well, bottle and brought it. Do you it remember home. what the name is? Magnum. Mm-mm. It comes in a big, um, well, not huge, but a, a, a silver, hard silver, like not glass container, like a oh, thermos cool. almost. Yeah. And it's reusable. It's like a, re- they said it's oh, a reusable nice. flask. It says right on it. But I'm like that flask, you know, it's pretty big. It would, uh, anyone would be able to see it. 
hanging yeah, out of my had, back pocket. We had something similar to Drambuie, but better, mm. but I don't remember what it was called. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't, cool. I've heard of Drambuie, but I don't know what it is. You can find Drambuie in stores in yeah, the U.S. You can find it here. John's yeah. um, mom and stepdad like Drambuie. We used to buy it. We used to buy it and make little cordial drinks out of it. We haven't bought it in a long time. As I opposed miss... to those rude drinks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> my God, I am on fire tonight. You are. With the lamest song about you. I know. I, was, I wasn't going <laughs> to sing it, but I was thinking it. No. Oh. I missed. Did you have any? Speaking of, I know we're going to talk more about yeah, Scotland later, but did you have any of the um, gin liqueurs? So not just it, you know, gin, but a liqueur that had no. Oh, they were so I good. I didn't see any of those on any of the menus. Oh, we were at um, or in the liquor stores. We were at. Oh, I can't remember what the hotel we stayed at in Fort William, but they had a whole bunch of different of the cordial or of the, these liqueurs. And I had like a grapefruit gin liqueur. Oh, it was so good. I'm well, so I did. I did find um, a little like sampler box of mm. Edinburgh gin Ooh, flavored good. gin. Yeah. I don't know if they're liqueurs or if they're just flavored gin, but one of them was grapefruit. One of them was rhubarb and one of them was elderflower. Okay. So Ooh. I haven't tried those yet, but I have fun. Yeah. So we can try that next week too. <laughs> anyway. So also taking place in this uh, cemetery, there is a group of 12, 12 tombstones in the cemetery that all belong to nuns. And if you walk down the line, you can count mm-hmm. all 12. But when you turn back around and try to count the other way, you don't get the number 12. You either get 13 or 11. Mm. Whoa. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder why. I, I mean, it's obviously paranormal. Yeah, that's literally the only explanation. explanation. I mean, that goes without saying. Right. But I'm thinking maybe some of them are like at an angle funny. Mm -hmm. And so when you're standing over here, you can't see that one that's behind the other one. Maybe you're boozing. Maybe you're boozing. Yeah. People have also heard a woman screaming. Oh, I hate that. It might be a mountain lion. Oh, yeah. Oh, it could be like a fox or something. Foxes mm-hmm. sound. Do we have hideous. mountain lions here? Uh, yeah. I mean, they can't, they haven't been, they can be spotted. They travel quite a Great. distance, but yeah. I mean, Love bobcats that. too. Yeah. I'll take a bobcat yeah. over a mountain lion. Yeah. Or I'll take AKA a fox over a any of those. Oh my God. Foxes are so cute. Oh, so called foxes a cougar. So cute. I want a fox. No, foxes you don't. I'll name him so Todd. Just go up to the go up to the wildlife science center. You can see gray foxes, arctic foxes, and red foxes. Though they only have one true red fox, the other red foxes are gray or white because they my, were bred to be pets. And my friend that I met at the wildlife center last year when I did the craft show, we were going to go there this year to mm-hmm. commemorate meeting there. Oh, yeah, she's delightful. Cool. I don't know. If I remember when you went to that show and met those that friend. Yeah, she's okay. There. Next up is the I'm calling him the rifleman. He's sometimes called the translucent man. I don't. It that's doesn't boring. really have a name, yeah, but that's boring. He's a that's translucent man. Yeah, oh, a Todd. Mm-hmm. Okay, so his name's Todd, mm-hmm. and uh, they see him carrying a rifle, smoking, and wearing red flannel shirt and an orange hat. Are we sure he's not John? So Wayne? he was out hunting. Yeah, it's Hunter, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Are you sure? What, what Megan? Are, we I sure said, are we sure he's not John Wayne? John With Wayne. The rifle and the cowboy oh. hat and the smoking. Yeah, but I don't, did John Wayne wear flannel and an orange hat? I mean, orange hat's like a hunting hat, right? Mm-hmm. It is. Okay. Just let me know, know the joke. Okay. The joke died. Sorry. It's okay. So it, there it is never a story. Had life. Wow. (laughs) That's harsh. That's way harsh. You've had other ones. You've had other great ones tonight. That's true. We can't win. That one was the best jokes of our entire. Oh, she has all the best jokes. (laughs) So, yeah, you can can live on that. (laughs) I knew. So, there is one story about a woman who saw him staring at her while she was in the cemetery and she was like, okie dokie. And he kind of was walking dokie there, Buster Brown. Yeah, what are you looking like, at? I, I guess I'll be out now. <laughs> and so she left and got in her car. And uh, when she looked in the rearview mirror, he was sitting in the back seat. I would shit my pants. Yeah. Just shit right there. So she hightailed it out of there. And as soon as she crossed the 
uh, threshold of where the cemetery is, he disappeared. <gasps> was no longer in her backseat. Oh my God. Yeah. See, I was I was wondering even prior to that when you were talking, I was like, I wonder if it's like a uh not, uh what's like the recording type hauntings where oh, somebody just is like walking. Uh, residual? Yeah, yeah, it's more like going through haunting. that path and maybe yeah, no. but I mean, even just to end up in the car kind of thing. Yeah. But well that, and, and that's I believe more that, cognizant than just a residual. Yeah. And I believe not necessarily that if, if that was in his path and he just kept going. But he was it, sitting she did in the back. say she felt like he was looking right at her, but who knows? If he yeah. was staring, yeah, he right. could have been staring right through her, you right. know, mm-hmm. like you said, if it's a recording. But yeah. Who okay. Knows? So then either way, it's not great. Yeah. So then also there's this legend of that when people come into the town and they're there for like they don't belong there. Mm-hmm. Um, they will get chased out of town by a quote unquote phantom white truck. They'll be on the road and the truck will just suddenly mm-hmm. appear behind them. Sometimes it, it a has Bronco? a driver. I think it's a pickup. Is that a Dude, is that a no, Bronco? No. Oh, you're thinking of OJ. OJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, so um it's a pickup. And it appears out of nowhere, chases visitors off the island and then vanishes into thin air. And Good. sometimes like they say that. the truck has no driver. Um, there, there was a story in one of these, in one of the let's not meet episodes where uh, a guy was talking about going there. Megan, with did his you just friends. see that in Amy's? I didn't see anything. What happened? I, I saw from your right shoulder behind your chair to over Vivi. I saw like a, orbish looking thing really across mm, you'll have to watch it again well gracie's running around with her white tail maybe it was up, her but tail she but she wouldn't it, get over here well she, maybe it was her tail it maybe could have been no yeah i don't know gracie's tail is pretty I'd, distinct you'll have to go back and look at yeah. it but go back i just and watch. happened to see something that was lighter yeah. in color but anyways no i didn't cool. see it all right well i'll, I'll let you know i okay. knew gracie if, was in there but yeah it could be her yeah. tail but She's, it looked like it went over Vivi's back, but yeah, she, that would be, I don't think she could, I don't think her tail would stick up over that, the yeah. end of that table, but okay. So there's in, in the let's not meet story, this guy's uh, talking about when he was a kid, teenager, and he went out with his friends and they got in the car headed to the Island and they saw an orange glow. Mm-hmm. And when they closer, they realized it was a bonfire. Mm-hmm. And in the center of the bonfire was a tall box, about six feet tall, shaped almost like a coffin. And it was in the fire. And there mm-hmm. are people surrounding the fire wearing light colored robes and their faces are covered. What does that, that sound like hood? to you? Yeah. Gross. So um, they sped off. And when they thought they were safe, the white truck appeared behind them and followed them until they were down across town limits. Wow. So, so they must be in Minnesota then. Booze and brews. Oh, this wasn't the this wasn't the podcast that talked about that. It was oh. the Let's Not Meet podcast that talked about oh, this. Story. Okay. Oh, it was a story that got sent in. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so now I did see on which I have a link to the website, MinnesotaHauntedHouses.com, mm-hmm. where they talked about some of these things that happened and then uh, people commented on it and one person commented and said, I'm 29 years old. I've lived there my whole life. It's not paranormal. It's not haunted. And he went through and like debunked everything. <laughs> so he said the okay. ghost trucks are driven by the men getting off work at the gravel pit. They all drive white, work white trucks. trucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, white pickup trucks are the most common like farm mm-hmm. cooperative rural truck that you will find uh, anywhere. So yeah. I, I can understand that. Yeah. I'm just wondering how it disappears and reappears and sometimes doesn't have a driver. But, you know, that's... Maybe it's a dog driving. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. You don't know, Amy. You don't know. <laughs> um, he says that the green orb lantern and the orbs are the buoys reflecting off the river hmm. or their barge lights. And he said the KKK sightings, that's at a church camp called mm. Camp Galilee, uh-huh. which I looked up and it kind of looks like 
I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the show before, but I believe I told you. I was in like a church camp when I was Mm -hmm. in high school and college Mm -hmm. that I look back on it now and I go, that was a cult. Mm -hmm. Mm. So it it looked a little bit like that kind. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like a cult kind? Yeah, like a cult kind. But I mean, like, I guess one of those, like, I don't know, I shouldn't say cult. I mean, I don't want them coming after me, but they, it looked, their website looked like. um, Heaven's Gate. What are those, like you know, shaking their hands and dancing and singing. Oh, and, like the Baptists? Yeah. It's it's Episcopal though, which is like the same the, religion as the one that I went to. Yeah, I know. Like the gospel people, like yeah. 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 I don't think they have like snakes or anything. Not but, Paula you know. Abdul doing this. Yeah. Rejoicing <laughs> drugs. Yeah. It's, it's not Catholic. No. No. no oh God. The Catholics don't show any emotion. No, no, they but we drink there, during mass. They just sit in their there. You go. No, it's you go. it's stand, sit, stand, sit. Yeah, kneel, kneel, kneel. is like that yes. too. Oh my god! So yeah. don't be. You can't be a Catholic if you have bad joints. You, you can't. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. Okay, so that's all I got for Gray Cloud Island. That's a good one. Cool. That's good. Lots of stuff there, and I think yeah. there's probably more. I forgot to mention this during the recording, but I had alluded to a news story that I had seen about Grey Cloud Island. So the story is that the bodies of eight dogs were found on Grey Cloud Island, and it appeared that they were all small dogs. One was a schnauzer, and others, uh, they weren't really sure what they were. They were mostly... uh a terrier breed. They were all found together, I guess, alongside the road. They ranged in age from puppy to adult and had been left recently. The Humane Society is investigating and is going to do necropsy tests on them. It did not appear that the dogs had any injuries on them. And um, this is, they don't know full details yet. Uh, But if people can't take care of their animals, please don't do this. We have people that want to help and want to take your animals. So they, it sounds like they believe that the animals were dumped because they were no longer wanted. No one has claimed the pets, nor were there any collars or identifiers. It's still uncertain whether the dogs died in the city of Cottage Grove. People say whoever committed the crime could face felony charges. So I'll, we'll keep an update uh, when they get to the bottom of that. Sad story. That's what we got for a Halloweeny episode. I I will mention that in leading up to this, when I we talked about what we were going to do, I had mentioned that the Duluth Playhouse had Mm -hmm. some activity, but when I went to do research, I couldn't find anything about Mm. it. That's too bad. I did find that there is a a Duluth East High School Mm -hmm. theater is haunted by the spirit of a frustrated playwright. And uh, legend has it that the drama director at the school had been working on a script, but before he could finish the play, he fell from a balcony and died. The play was unknown to anyone until a script mysteriously appeared in an English teacher's desk with a note on old school stationery that read, please perform this. The note was signed with the director's initials, RC. It has yet to be performed, but students occasionally feel a cold presence or hear noises in the theater. Well, I bet if they performed it, everything would go away. I know. It sounds like one that they should be performing on Only Murders in the Building then. I know. If anybody watched season Oh, we just finished it last Uh night. I I love that show so much. It is cute. Oh, I love it so much. Mm -hmm. It's got a great cast. How can you not? It does. It does. Well, and my boyfriend Paul Rudd is in yeah. this last season. Had Paul Rudd and Meryl, Meryl Streep. Yes. Oh my God. She's so. Does James delightful. Marsden know you're cheating on him with Paul Rudd? <laughs> yeah. No. Don't tell wow. him. Please. Please. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Next week, we will be talking about the Dead Files' new episode, Burning Hatred, season 15, Aleppo. 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 I like that. I, that was so that was perfect. <laughs>
Okay, we're going to do that. Please leave that in. Oh, I'm leaving that. That was cute. Um, Next week, we will be talking about The Dead Files new episode, Burning Hatred, season 15. (laughs) (laughs) An episode. (laughs) An episode. Oh, my God. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's get it together. Okay. All right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Next week, we will be talking about The Dead Files New episode, Burning Hatred, Season 15, Episode 11, which aired October 5th, 2023. Yep. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Thanks Thanks for joining us. And if you enjoyed this and all of our um, kind of BS and stuff, uh, listen to some of our other episodes. And if you're uh, already a listener, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to our special episode as well. And we'll see you next week. And feel free to give us a nice rating. Yes. But only nice ones. We don't want the mean ones. No, we don't like mean ones. We don't like ones that say another podcast where people won't stop talking. You don't. The whole point of a podcast. Literally a podcast. This is literally what a podcast is. If you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. Don't your parents ever teach you. There's this great thing that you can just scroll on and your life still exists. It's crazy. Right along. Yeah. So thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Later. Thank you for listening to the Activity Continues podcast. We really appreciate you giving us your ears for a bit. Please reach out if you have a suggestion for which episode of The Dead Files we should cover next, or if you have a spooky story you'd like us to share on the show. We can be reached at theactivitycontinues at gmail.com or through our website or any of our socials. Links are all in the description of the show. Please feel free to drop us a note and say hi. And join us next time when The Activity Continues. The Activity Continues is produced by me, Amy, at Collected Sounds Media, and is part of the independent Collected Sounds Podcast Network. We are also proud members of the Boo Pod Network of super cool podcasts. Nailed it.